The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beck and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. We are making our way through Joey's season of The Bachelor. And And I will say this. And don't don't color me a hater because most of these bachelors are hateable. Clayton Eckerd, loser. Zach Wooden, laconic, sucked. Uh, uh, all of these bachelors of late in recent memory, of course, none as good as the great Byron Velvet, the all time my all time favorite bachelor, the fisherman from the one season. Well, before the golden, of course, where they skewed older. And by older, they were like 37. I like Byron. Like he was a great bachelor, but there's been some okay bachelors along the way. Joey Graziati. He's a great bachelor. He's just a regular dude. He seems like a nice guy. He's not putting on airs. He's friendly. He's good at tennis. He look, they made him do a shirtless thing and you could tell he felt weird about it. He gave Jesse Palmer a tennis lesson. Now, Jesse's a little stiff. But he's a big dude. He's he's got a decent backhand. The guy played D one football. Guy played in the NFL for had a cup of coffee, you know. So I'm kind of so far so good. And there's some there's some girl nice girls on this episode. It's kind of a, a refreshing season of The Bachelor so far. Let's talk about it. I am joined as always by the great Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, buddy? Hello, everybody. Hey. Yeah. Hello, hello there. Hello. Um, let's see here. I want to uh, take care of some early business. Oh, some ha- housekeeping, as they say, as they say in the business. Yep. Do a little um, housekeeping, a little rejoin here. Just a reminder: this uh, podcast is called "A Great White Shark and a Sea of Bachelor Podcasts" um, because it has teeth. Um, and I want to, I want to thank. Three contributors, um, you know, I don't just watch the show. I, I like to talk to other people that watch the show, get their thoughts. Let me. Okay, I listen, can I get? Can I, I, I get one? Hold on, I listen to I listen to one summary podcast, just one of the sea of of Bachelor podcasts. I listen to one other one. Okay, can I guess all this? Yes, go ahead. Okay, the the Bachelor podcast is the Petros and Money Bachelor Report. Correct. Correct. And yeah. Petros Papadakis had a specific analogy this week that's that's right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not let's not steal. Let's have our own. Like I don't listen to that. I did. I did come in and do the A and M podcast one time when you were working at five seventy. Uh, um, Adam and Kevin. Yeah. F and M. I went. I came in and there did their podcast, and I met uh, Petros and Money. Nice guys. Uh, Petros complimented my shirt and. Look, they do a good job, but I'm, I don't want to steal 
any of their takes for our show. So I, I don't listen. Okay. Now, now here, let me ask you the other contributors. Hold on so a second. Said, and just yeah. one thing. I mean, in okay. your defense, in your defense. Yeah. The Do bachelor, I need to be defended? The Bachelor Report on Petros and Money that airs, you know, the day after every episode. Yeah. Yep. I could see why you would steer clear of it. It is about three and a half minutes long. So it, that's a, a, a massive investment, you know. <laughs> but I like to have my own. Yeah. I, I, I don't like to be influenced by other people's opinions. That's all. And you and Petros, I think, have the same the same approach towards the show. He's been doing this a lot longer than we have. Yeah. And and I, th- I think he hates it, and he's got a drink to get through it. Yeah. Um, and I think you you follow in line with that. I, I admit that I I find the formula of the show addicting. I enjoy. Oh, I hate it. I enjoy the storylines, the over-the-top production. Um, but you, I think you guys share a hatred for it. Jason, you enjoyed that. Um, let's have a wedding date. Date. It. I mean, it's all good and fun, and it's real easy to make fun of. You know. Let's let's all put let's all put on wedding dresses, and we'll all and we'll we'll have a a polygamist wedding ceremony, and then whoever gives the best toast gets to dance. You like yeah, that? It wasn't even it you wasn't even that? that specific. It was whoever does the best reception. Yeah. Gets, yeah. gets to dance like right. what that, that was pretty vague but so who are the other contributors to uh to this okay. podcast now? um and well i know you're no no longer working together as he's moved on but i'm gonna say one john ramos uh love john ramos but he he yeah. wasn't who i was referring to okay okay here's another one someone who i'm pretty sure is a fan of me update girl monsi bolaños yeah, zero for two. Um, okay, one more, one more. Yep. Your buddy um, and <laughs> current um, Catella High School football coach Jeff Jones, not to be confused with Principal Ed Rooney, pederast Jeffrey Jones, the actor. So uh, strike three, strike okay. three. You're out. Um, and that's Santa Ana College. It's not Catella High. Oh, Santa Ana JC. Oh. Yeah, City College. Whatever the politically correct um, term is, thirteenth grade, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, did the you two, go? To, did you go to junior college, Jason? Because I did. Did you? Go, did you matriculate directly from Temecula High School to Cal State Fullerton? I did. Yeah. No. Oh, I look, did, look, I did not do JC. Yeah. Look at the big brain on Jason. Yep. No. I. Smart. I. I matriculated through Saddleback College, along with other, uh, along with many other great mm-hmm. notable people. Okay. Well, I I went to a, a university that was so esteemed and exclusive in how they chose their their yeah. students that yeah, if you got a three in high school, you didn't even have to take the SAT. You were automatically accepted. You just, it's not like that qualified. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. They are two Fox Sports Radio employees. One of them is Rich Davis of Covino and Rich. Oh, and, right, um, fan of mine. Did yeah. I meet him at your at your fiftieth birthday party? Yeah, he uh, good guy. He loved the corn. He loved the the corn. You know, we had tacos and what is it called? Street corn or something? like Elote. That? Um, yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, he watches The Bachelor 
and he made an astute observation. He was talking about Jess, who we talked about last week. She's the southerner who got a little sloppy mm-hmm. the first yeah. night, yep. and then she, she uh, became a, a character in this past episode. He likened her to Two-Face and or oh, – Aaron Eckhart, very handsome. Aaron, uh, yeah, or um, the good lighting girl on Seinfeld. Oh, sure. Where, mm-hmm. where yeah. every yes. every once in a while she she's attractive. <laughs> yes, and then you get her in the wrong yeah. angle or lighting, yeah. and she isn't very S- similar to, but not the same as a classic um, good from far, far from good slash distance chick. Right, yeah. because because Je- I I would agree with Jess, and I don't like I would I don't think Jess is the most beautiful necessarily, but she's not unattractive, and she hasn't she has a nice uh, personality. She has a personality, and there's very few of them that do. So I'm Team Jess, but I like what um, Rich from Cavino and Rich says about Jess. Has he, been, he even listened to the podcast? Oh sure, I'm does sure. He, he, does I'm, he want to do a? Does he want to do a bachelor segment on R- Cavino and Rich, and I could come on every week and um, recap the bachelor with him? I'll run it by them. Okay. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I'm, I don't know why they would say no. I know. So, um, but the other employee is Lorena. Uh, Lorena, oh. mm-hmm. she works at Fox Sports Radio, and she uh, she started watching the Bachelor. And yep. then she listened to our first episode. So mm-hmm. um, just a shout out to all all three that okay. I discussed The Bachelor with this week and, and you didn't form re- my opinions. You didn't really offer, you just said Lorena listened. Did she, what was, what kind of feedback did you get from Lorena regarding um, the I think show? Her, I think her feedback was that you got a little salty in the oh. in the first episode, you got a little blue, oh. a little, you know, a little yeah, you know, and, more of that. Know, I'm, so I kind of keep it on the rails. Oh, and oh interesting. You kind of draw outside the lines. You know? I'm the wild one, is what she's saying. I think that's that's her summary. Yeah. Well, that yeah. look, look. Sometimes these these uh, these bachelor producers they patronize to me as a as a viewer, and I don't like it. And they think they think we don't know it, but I know it, and I want to let people know that I know it in case they don't know it, because then now they also know it. Okay. So this is the Keep, episode. Thanks for listening, where, Lorena. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Um, this is the episode where they just start the season officially. There's three yeah. dates. There mm-hmm. is a a one on one date where my girl Daisy gets it. Um, and then there are two group dates, but the episode starts with Jesse giving tennis lessons or Joey giving tennis lessons to Jesse, as you had said, yep. um, kind of awkward. And then yeah. the women enter, enter the mansion, I guess, as residents because they just spent an entire day shooting at the mansion. But now I guess yeah. they enter it to live there. Um, yeah. You know, where have they been? So they go back to the, they go back to the double tree or wherever they're staying for that night, and then they show up the next day? Is that what we That's think? That's a good point. A yeah. double tree in uh, Reseda. Yeah. You know, some, Agora somewhere, Hills. Somewhere close. Yeah. <laughs> Thousand um, Oaks. So um, Jesse 
after they settle in, a lot of jumping on beds and overly over excitement about yeah. the mansion's mm. uh, inner space. Jesse uh, talks with them for a little bit and then gives them their first date card. They're like overly energetic about the date card. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them opens it and says, here comes the bride or no, here comes the brides, plural. That's that's what this whole thing is. Mm-hmm. And they just they just start spazzing out. So they read the the names, the list of names that are going on this group date, and these women just sprint out of the room and stampede each other yeah. to get their hands on some wedding dresses in the other room. Yeah, just way over the top. Um, it would be like, it would be like if there were a cooler, a beer for us, like, or what's the equivalent? What's, what would be the equivalent? Like, um, somebody like, uh, there's a big, uh, box assigned baseballs. No. What's, what's, what's the guy equivalent to a room filled with wedding dresses? Maybe there isn't one. I honestly, I thought you were asking if there's a guy equivalent to what is something, that I would in a group of guys stampede yeah. over to get to. And yeah. The only thing I could think of is cash. Yeah. If there were just yeah. thousands of dollars, I think cash that, rules everything is, around me. Yep. That's how these women were acting. Um Fair. they had to sprint and, and be the first to try on wedding dresses, as I think eight or nine of them were gonna go on a group date. With Jesse or with Joey, he um, mm-hmm. he's waiting there with his t- tux on. It's always a little strange when they do these these wedding dates where they take pictures and all this shit. It is weird. Um, this competition, which is a, unusual, like I said, they left it vague. Was um, Joey is going to pick one of you to dance who does a wedding reception the best? And they filled seats with um, extras or maybe fans of the show. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, PAs. It was a. It was an odd grouping. Yeah, it's like I think they they don't want super fans because super fans are weak information. Reality, Steve. I think they have to hire extras, and they probably do like a jury selection thing where like the most. Um, uninterested bachelor fan or the people yeah. that are, are less knowledgeable or least knowledgeable of the bachelor gets to be in this wedding party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fair. So the big event that happens at this, um, at this reception is, is that they play musical chairs to see who's going to sit next to Joey at the wedding table. This was amazing. And, and our girl, Evelyn, um, savage, just, as the music stops, she's on the other side of the table that yep. Joey's chair is at, and she just does a full on leap. And it was a, yeah. it was a, it was a, what do you call that? Um, Fosbury flop, single footed, but double footed. What's what's the word for like jumping off at both legs, both um, feet? Like I forget what it's called. Oh, I don't know. Um, but it was, anyways, it's shades of D- Dwight Stones there. I mean, she was looking like Javier Sotomayor. She, out she there, got a trying lot to, of trying to go up over eight feet. Yeah, she got a ton of distance, a yeah. ton of height. Yeah, and some and somehow, yeah, she exploded landed in the chair. Yeah, she was she was like Zach Levine from the free throw line. Yeah. 
Right. And and to paint like a perfect like picture of yep. exactly what this woman looked like, if you haven't watched the episode, as Petros Papadakis says, it was like that convict who attacked that judge somewhere. I don't know. Was it oh, Nevada or one. something? Yeah, that's a good one. See, this is why I don't listen to Petros Papadakis because I just had my own. Javier Sotomayor, you didn't react. Dwight Stones, because these are great high jumpers. Yeah, no, that's good you, knowledh. Yeah, I thank think. You. I, I mean, I think maybe three of our thousands of listeners caught those references. No, I know, but I think but everybody the right, saw but the right three. The right three caught it. <laughs> I think everybody saw the video of the convict. <laughs> it's jumping, true. It's diving <laughs> over that, and, and attacking the judge. Yeah. Petros is a pro. He's well compensated. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a reason. Now, the downer of the party and uh, the downer of the episode is Lauren. Now, now Lauren, let's let's dive uh, into Lauren for a while. Oh, she's God. one of the sisters. She's the older of the two, correct? She's the older of the two. The younger of the two says, I'm 26. She's 28. Now, 28, she's not 28. I'm guessing mid-30s. No. Yeah. But- my super I'm, I'm hot saying, girlfriend, Christina. I'm saying 36 and 34. What does Christina have to say? Give her my best, by well, the way. She's been she's been looking up this um uh phenomenon of late. And I think Kylie Jenner is like the poster child for this, where their uh women are getting their buccal fat remo- removal from their oh, cheeks. From the face, yeah. I've heard of cosmetic this. injections. They're yeah. like face and lip fillers. And they're literally like the guinea pigs, like nobody knows yeah. what this, this stuff will do to them ultimately, but it's turning a bunch of like late teen, early 20 somethings into super quick aging uh, people. Like, yeah. so, so maybe Lauren, who does have this, these cheek, whatever the hell it's called, Botox, buccal fat removal, mm-hmm. maybe she is close to 28, but she looks 38 because of this this surgery or lip filler thing going wrong maybe that's yeah. it they they take i think they take the fat out like from around your cheekbones right then as you age you lose that fat anyway so yeah. it's kind of like double you're you're doing a double thing there or you're or you're you're prematurely aging yourself to get a to get a brief period of youthfulness which is just wild so she, um, for whatever reason, this wedding is a trigger for her because she just lost her dad five months ago, and that's awful. Anybody who's lost a parent, I I feel for them. Yes, now, sure. Now, should you go on a show that is formatted to humiliate, humiliate you, and uh, like kind of like boot camp in the military, they want to take you down to zero? Do you really want to sign up for that five months after your dad dies? That's that. Again, questionable choice, but she's really down about it, and she just kind of plays an Eeyore for the rest of the episode. Uh, Joey realizes it. She's just really upset. Dad, everything else. So um, it's the first sign of Lauren uh, ultimately, just to give it away, bowing out by the end of the episode Yeah, um, in, in yeah. interesting fashion, Spoiler but alert. she... She just, she, there, all this is too much. Now, enraged guess, about the cake situation. Oh, that was great. Um, yeah. I guess the question that you could ask yourself is her sister hasn't once mentioned her dad. Her sister's fine. But 
Yeah. The older the the older sisters having a hard time with oh, it. Um, closer now. Did apparently it was known that they were sisters? Did I miss that? Obviously, I did. I fast forward quite a bit. And we talked about it last week. They of course they wanted to surprise Joey or or tell right. everybody not tell everybody, and then they ended up telling Joey and the rest of the room. But right. the great thing was is that nobody was talking about them being sisters. Yeah, like trust, trust me, trust me. If the producers, if the producers had had the film, they would have shown it. They would have shown other contestants being like, you know, those two look too much alike not to be sisters. Like, yeah. why aren't they telling everybody? So, um, so what Lauren did was that she got all the women together last week in the mansions. Like, let me address the elephant in the room. Yeah, that's right. That's right here's the deal. If if there's an elephant in the room, that implies that anybody was talking about it or thinking about it. Yeah. Not not one person yeah. was. But but yeah. let me address the and elephant in the room. Elephant in the room implies that literally everyone is thinking. It's yeah. as if there were an actual elephant in the room. You couldn't think about anything else other than the giant beast in the room with you. That's what that means. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and she's like, I just want to tell everybody, we yep, we're sisters, and I uh, just wanted to get get up so we can move on as a group. We can move on. So I will say this: um, you and I have have talked about the cameo of uh, of artists, of singers that 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 show up on the show. I'm so Gen- glad you brought this up. Generally speaking, the the cameos are the people that are paid to to come on and serenade. Yeah couples yep. are country but not country yep. caucasian acts and yes. they really hit a home run with this like most of the artists are unknown you got to google Absolutely. them see what they yeah. yeah yes this is a legend uh michael bolton shows yes. up at the wedding reception and I, I don't know about you jason look my michael bolton he was one of these acts in the 90s that you know, he sang Dock of the Bay. What he was singing standards, other people's songs, whatever. And he had this long flowing. He had a skullet. He's clearly had some hair replacement surgery. Looks yep. great. He had this long flowing skull. He was balding in the front with his beautiful long back hair, black hair. His hair was long. So I was like, I wasn't into him. But this guy shows up on The Bachelor, and my man can sing his fucking ass off no one no one ever doubted the talent of michael bolton and this guy was one of the biggest recording acts in the world right and now he's like fuck i'll go on the bachelor i'll sell some cds whatever he comes on there and they're like doing voiceover over michael bolton they're literally cutting out his vocal with the music still playing just so, just so they they could play the voiceover of these contestants, and I was like, "Hey, how about we just let Michael Bolton sing for like ninety seconds?" Because it's they didn't they didn't do one close up of him. The guy was an incredible, huge, huge star, the biggest star by far they've ever had on the show, and he acted like he was an afterthought. And he was so fucking talented. All I wanted to do was hear him sing a little bit. And I'm not gonna lie and say that I that I like any of his songs. I, I'm, it's not, it's not my thing, but I will say this. He came on and he wasn't one of these like older acts that are like, you know what? 
I've been working on some new stuff. No, nope. you know, I'd like to. I'd like to do a new song at the reception. He played his song. When, when a man, a man loves, loves a woman. woman yeah. If maybe he did cover that, but that's the one that I think he's most known for. I believe it's Otis Redding. Yep. And and he and he nailed it. Like he he didn't he didn't try to be. Yeah bigger or better than the show by doing no. like a new song. He, he just really leaned into his song, you know, he, sh- he showed up, he fucking gave his, uh, a hundred percent of his best effort. He sounded beautiful. Meanwhile, every other season they're like, Holy shit. It's Brett Jensen. And you're like, who the fuck is Brett Jensen? And then they stand there and dance while fireworks go off. And Brett Jensen plays his whole last song that you've never heard in your life. And you're like, get, and then I'm fast forwarding. Meanwhile, Michael Bolton comes on. I'm like, just, just, I want to hear this guy sing. And then, and then they let him sing like two bars. Yeah. And then they went voiceover over his whole song. Yeah. They kind of did him dirty. They and, did. And last, last point about, uh, Michael Bolton, also the name of a character in Office Space, and great. one of the great lines by John C. McKinley, yeah. when they asked Michael Bolton if there was any relation, and he says, "I celebrate his entire catalog." It's classic. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the opposite of that. I've I've never celebrated any of his catalog, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Great line in a movie. Now, uh, the cocktail party afterwards. Uh, by the way, um, Rachel. Uh, I think Hawaiian, uh, mm. she got the dance. Now, the cocktail party for everybody is highlighted by Maria. Now, Maria is the Canadian who oh. who I think is like it's a wild. mixture of Lady Gaga, Dua Lipa, <laughs> and she just – she looks like an artist. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think she's – she so far is the star of, of The Bachelor. I think – yeah. I think da- Daisy is the sweetheart that steals the scenes, but Maria, yeah. Maria is great TV. She's great um, TV, and she's just there to have fun. And she's like, "Let's enjoy this." And she's nice to everybody. And of course, they start coming that, after her. That's foreshadowing that she is yeah. nice to everybody, and she was just yeah. trying to be nice. And, yes, uh, and drama is created. So, at the cocktail party, though, she sits down with Joey after pulling him and says. I just want to get into something more comfortable. And then she walks off set and comes back in. I asked Christina what they call this and she didn't even know what it was. It was like, it's like some fishnet thing yeah. with a bra. I don't, I don't even know what you call it this. Was, thing. It was like a, it was like a bando top, right? Like, which is almost like a bikini style top. Yeah. And then she had like sort of like a capelet. I don't even know what it's called. Just a thing that only goes over your shoulders and arms. And then on the bottoms, yeah, she had like some tight kind of like leggings, but more of like nightwear leggings. It was, it was the most possible Canadian thing you could wear because no one that's that, that outfit's not even available in America. Where would you wear that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's it totally yeah. threw me. And she was just like, she said out loud, she's like, I'm not trying to seduce you. This is like literally uh just very comfortable. And then and then he's like, yeah. he kind of gets creepy about it. He's like, you know, I wanted to talk to you and get to know you better, but I just can't stop looking at that and thinking of that. And they just start making out. Yeah, he's um, jo- jo- we're learning Joey. He's very nice guy. 
he's a little bit horny. We're learning that he's got a, he's got a horniness to him. No, I like that. Uh, yeah. So he's they, they go, they go back to the mansion because the one-on-one date needs to be given out, which means that there's a compulsory round of women that tell us why they want to be the one-on-one date. Uh, yeah. You know, I just want to get to know him better. I want to take our, our, you know, relationship to the next level. Yeah. Got it. Cliche. You want to be one-on-one. Got it. Um, he chooses Daisy. Now she's the hard of hearing uh, lady that we learned how to cope with yep. implant last yes. last week. Southern yep. girl, I think. Um, she's great. And so the one-on-one date is coming up, but they got to yeah. finish off the group date. Okay. Um, you know, Lauren is being an Eeyore and he comes yeah. up to her and says all the right things. And I will give this to Joey. He has a very, uh, he, he has a very, like, what do you call it? Um, consoling, calming, yeah. um, language. He, he, yeah. he does a great job of, of making the women feel better who have suffered some kind of trauma. Yeah. Or he's, he's an empathetic person. Absolutely. You know, he's, yeah. He's an articulate. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's here to listen. You know, he's, how can I help? He's just, he's, he's really puts you, makes you feel like you're getting his full attention all the time, which is a great quality. Notice uh, yeah. he does a great job at it. He does it to two women, um, Lauren, and then J- the aforementioned Jess, she's not, she's feeling bad about herself and he makes her feel better. Jess ends up getting the rose. So, yeah, our our two face uh, contestant Jess gets yep. a rose. That's immunity. Um, Je- Jess has been cheated on. I like when um, <laughs> I do like, and I don't like when people have been cheated on. But she's had some trauma, and she's like, "Look, she's like, I just letting you know, you know, I came out of this relationship, and I really sacrificed a lot of myself." And he and she's like, and just you know, there was a lot of infidelity, and then he, and then he goes by the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to clarify that she wasn't she wasn't confessing to her own infidelity, which I appreciate. Hey, he wanted to de- wanted to make sure he had the details right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, she gets a rose, the one on one date, and they they really the producers know who's going to be the date. The producers usually cater the date to, you know, the people's interest and whatnot. And I do, I do question the producer's choice for this. Now, if they were purposefully trying to put Daisy in an, like an uncomfortable situation, then they did their job because they have a woman who's half deaf, who has to have a cochlear implant. This is wild. She can't really hear that well. And they put her in a fucking helicopter with a helmet on. Yeah, um, they, they the 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 hard of hearing person gets a date where she flies in a loud ass helicopter to a music festival. Music festival, yeah. Uh, not a not a quiet dinner, just the two of them, yeah. or a walk on the beach. It's a most ambient noise possible the entire time wherever yes. they are. And and she was stressed out because she's of like, course. I need to tell him about what I've been through and why I have, I have an implant. Yeah, and she just is like, this isn't the time or place. And like, I could tell you from experience, 
yeah. one of the one of the worst things about having hearing loss like this is that you yeah. can't appreciate music. Yeah. You, so she's listening. To, I guarantee she's just listening to a bunch of noise in her head. Yeah. Um. And and they're trying to have a conversation with this music in the background. Um. I I could just I could picture just how unusual uh, how strange it was, and she played it off well. And yeah, she's she's a, she's a she's a sweetheart, but. Yeah, um, I, I felt for her and I felt like she should have just shared I and I and it's such a personal thing, I wouldn't know. But I just felt like it would have taken a lot of the stress of the first 66% of that date away if she just would have been like, Hey, I'm just so you know, I have a, a hearing issue. So it's if and especially when places are loud and there's lots of people around. So just right. just so you know, I might have some a hard time hearing you and things might get a little intense for you, you know, just, she didn't have to, she didn't have to explain the whole cochlear implant situation and her life situation right. in just a couple of minutes. But I just, I was, uh, I was stressed out for her in that moment. Yeah. And, and, uh, and if you thought that being serenaded by a band called Bahamas, yeah. uh, was, was something that was soothing to her. Yeah. Um she was probably so confused by who the fuck Bahamas. Yeah, well, hold is. on. Yeah. But in terms of the bachelor, like I know who Bahamas is. Like a Bahamas. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. I and I believe Bahamas is it's just actually the guy. It's the band, but it's also just the guy. Did they did they sing Who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> That's the Bahamas. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I and I get that they're not like a well-known act, but they're much better known than the mo- than most of the okay. bands that they have on the show typically. Okay, um, but they made they made them dance on stage in front of the crowd. Um, but anyways, nightmare. So what a nightmare! Who would want that? No one. So they we have our first uneaten food of the season now for new listeners. Uneaten food is a code on this show for sit down over food that you'll never eat and yep. tell the other person a horrible thing about your life. Yeah. Um, yep. And that, and the horrible story typically secures a rose um, because the, the, the subject, the lead is not going to not give you a rose. If you tell them about some fucking trauma that you've suffered. It's true. Now she has a legitimate, traumatic experience to to share um this awful story about how she got lyme disease in her yeah. teenage years yeah awful um yeah. and it led to this uh permanent hearing loss yeah and she had to get the implant and she says that she went to this treatment center like overseas and now she's Germany. fine health wise and yeah um but she shows him that the implant and he seems unusually uninterested in in the implant which would gave which, which was the thing that she was most concerned about yeah she's like here do you want to see my implant he's like yeah but um but how are you doing health wise yeah you know? like are you gonna if if i choose you are you gonna live that much longer yeah yeah i mean i think he he was just genuinely like wanted her to feel at ease and legitimately the the implant portion of it was of no consequence to him it right. wasn't like she was like yeah i have you know i have to wear this use this thing to here and he's like okay he's like yeah are you feeling better like are you like it just wasn't it just wasn't a thing for him at all no, not at all 
not yeah. one bit. Um, so he actually does a good job of making her feel great. Yeah, he wins her over. He says all the yes. right things, and the, and of course she gets a rose. So she um, and she is a delightful person. I mean, really, really, just seems like a kind. Um, genuine, you know, she's from the Midwest. She's just, she's just a regular girl. She's, she's, um, she's gotta be a favorite on this show. And you could tell he really likes her. I mean, and she's been through hell and back and she's Absolutely. only in her mid twenties. So yep, you have to appreciate her, her journey, yeah. her. So, For sure. um, next is the group date with all the rest of the women. And this is kind of like a, I guess you would say like a boot camp. I thought it was a boot camp to get ready for a, a paint gun battle. Maybe there was something in the liability or, or California insurance laws or something where they couldn't do a paint battle. Instead, they just got ready to throw paint at each other to try to play capture the flag. Like it was a it was a it was, it was an so unusual annoying. formatted game. It was so um, annoying. And who was the one with the bangs? Who were the coaches? Was that right, was so, that was that um Demi? Yes. So it was Demi. Ah, you can't so, get away from this Demi. She's always there. Two two um uh what do they call them? Not uh, uh bachelor what uh, um. Whatever you call. Them. Anyways, former bachelor drill instructors, yeah, alumni, bachelor alumni, so alums. Um, Demi, Demi, who was, I forget what bachelor season she was on, but she yeah. definitely, she definitely did a bachelor in paradise, and it brought it to a screeching halt. We almost stopped watching Bachelor in Paradise because she chose to have a lesbian relationship on Bachelor in Paradise. She and brought her own girlfriend. Open. She brought her girlfriend from home. What was she yeah. doing there? Yeah, it was it was awful. Um, yeah. it was it was so. Uh, Demi, who's gone back and forth between men and women over her her bachelor journey. Yeah, and then Jubilee, and I forgot oh, to Google this yeah. to confirm it. Yeah. Was Jubilee considered the greatest athlete in the history of the Bachelor when so, she beat I don't up think six so. other I women? I think that was a, maybe a season or two before that, but whoever that was that was previously considered the greatest athlete in Bachelor history, that title now belongs to Evelyn, I would say. <laughs> well, um, so Evelyn is the one that wins this one? Or oh, Evelyn no, was she, the one that jumped over? Edwina. Right. You're, you're talking about Edwina. Oh, Ed. Is that her name? Edwina. I thought it was Evelyn. Yeah, but Edwina either. from Liberia. She yeah. she's the one who who wins this this. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Evelyn who went um full oh, the long jumper western roll at the table. That was the most that was the most athletic feat we've ever seen on the Bachelorette. And I think based on that, she should be considered the greatest athlete in Bachelor history. So what Brian and I are referring to are is this a uh, ridiculous competition once three or four seasons ago, yeah. maybe longer where uh, I think Chris Harrison at the time said, yeah. we're going to determine the greatest athlete in the yeah. history of the bachelor. Yeah. As, it was a group date as seven women on this current season yeah. are going to compete against each other. Yeah. Yeah. One one season, seven yeah. women. 
is going to determine the greatest athlete in the history of the bachelor. Yeah. And, and it was like, I, it was like a potato sack race and a, um, you know, just a, just a 40 yard dash. And I mean, it wasn't, it was, I believe Fred RIP, the great, uh, Fred, what was his name? The guy that died. Right. Whatever. Right. Uh, all those movies. He was there. I'm getting old. Uh, yeah. And so previously she was the great, whoever won that. And it's her name escaped me one minute after she won Lena. it. And no, not this week. The, the previous I thought it was guest, Jubilee. I thought it was Jubilee. It might've been Jubilee. Maybe it was Jubilee. I don't know. I, I bet reality Steve has the answer to that. Of course um, he does. So, um, but so anyways, they basically say there's this paint race that you're going to do right now. Yeah. The winning team uh, gets more time with Joey. So it's one of those <clears throat> winning team sticks around, losing team goes home. Yep. And Edwina, who's from Liberia. That's right. She's the one who kind of stars on this. She's, I mean, she is, is she looks like a, a running back and she, she takes this game by the horns and wins. And um, I think she ends up getting the rose at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, very boring stuff. Um uh. So Edwina, I think, has the rose. So That's right. uh, back at the house, this is where this where the the lamest drama in a in in a history on a show that has the lamest drama you've ever seen. This might be right. the the least um, what would you call it the it, the most petty or the, the least amount it's, of drama you could possibly have. It's and so manufactured. I think that's what that's what it is. And what's her face? Who starts it? The blonde. Oh yeah. Taylor. I don't, I just, I just don't know. Like somebody, and it should have been Maria should have just been like, are you just trying, do you just dislike me? Or are you really this, this much of a sensitive, like snowflake? Like the person that, that, the person who like blows the whistle on this is yeah. despicable. But but also Med- Medina. She didn't ag- help. Again, with the names. She did no favors. Medina. Right. She did no favors there. You know, like what? Like she knew that there was no ill will intended by this Maria, but she right. she chose to just let it continue. To To describe it to the listeners here. So Sydney is the blonde uh medina or medina is the 31 year old latina contestant That's right. and then maria a foreman of maria the the canadian that came out with the weird fishnet shit on her group date that's right medina admits in front of the group of women that she's got a lot of anxiety and she needs to talk to joey because she's 31 and she understands that she's the oldest one in the group and she understands that she doesn't have time to fuck around like all the other youngsters. You know, she, her clock is ticking, if you know what I mean. Yep. And, and she starts to break down in front of the women. Um, Maria, like pulls her aside or comes up to her on a sidebar and is Maria's like, you know what? I'm, I'm 29. Like I don't let this thing beat you up. Own this thing. Like you're, you're not, you know, you're not too old or something like that. And then, um, Sydney, this blonde bitch, yeah. she's like, Medina's my girl. 
and yeah. Maria had bad intentions. Like, I'm going to tell Medina that Maria was being condescending to her by saying, I'm old too. I guess that, that was a was- total lie. And she didn't say that. She didn't say that. She she said, a lot of us are older than, you know, I'm also older than Joey. And she's what? like, and so is Medina. And Medina's hot. And I bet you, th- I bet you Joey would agree with me. It's like she, she was trying to make her feel better. Yeah. And maybe she, maybe it didn't come out perfect, but it yep. certainly, there wasn't any uh, malice. There wasn't yep. any bad intention. And this bitch, Sydney. Yeah, like makes it something, and she yeah. she tells Medina that that you know Maria was being condescending and discounting her feelings. Yep, and That's now a big now thing Mar- with Gen Z, yes, totally. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. And now Maria is going to get the Christina Mandrell treatment. Yes, yeah. You know they show they, in the preview. They show he's like has questions for her, and it's so yeah. dumb. It's so dumb. They do this every season. It's so dumb. They do. Um, it's typically just to one of them that the, that the show lead really seems to like so that all the women kind of get their claws out and try to take them down now. Um, so we go to the, the cocktail hour and Sydney's like, I, I, I probably need to tell Joey about this. I mean, the way I, you know, I don't think that, uh, I think he should know about Maria being yeah. condescending all this. And then, um, so the cocktail hour is happening. And like you said, Medina's like setting up like this really cheesy picnic. She like puts a blanket on the wet driveway and she's got pillows there. And Maria's like, hey, um, could we talk? I didn't, there's been a miscommunication. Like I came up to you, yeah. I was just telling you not to feel bad. And now it's being misconstrued as this. And you're right. Medina didn't let her off the hook. Medina was just like, you know what? I just want to talk to Joey and I'm already upset and I don't want to be more upset. Like she didn't let her go. She she wanted to make sure that Maria felt it a little bit. Yeah. So so um so that that exchange went awkwardly. Then Maria circles back and goes back to the mansion and this is where I think she kind of she shined in this whole thing. She's in front of all the women said, "What exactly did I do or say to uh to Medina? Like what tell me what I did wrong?" And then uh, Sydney, who's the tattletale, is like, I just think that you were discounting her feelings and you said that you were too old. Um, and Maria was like, no, I was just telling her that I am, I'm, I'm 29, I'm old too, and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. let's, let's own this. And she says something really good. And I wish that more people on this show would, would call the show up for this. She's like, she's just baffled. And all the other women are just like closed lips. Like, they're such cowards in this moment nobody wants to like say anything and she's she's like she she calls the drama crazy to sydney's face and then she asks the group she's like uh can't we all agree that this is a little nuts and then she's like yeah i mean i'm and then she just completely she gets up she's like all right i did not mean to do anything like this and this is this is pretty lame and she just walks out of the room which the show doesn't do this often enough it doesn't just stop and and say wait a minute this is fucking stupid, and yeah. I'm not going to partake in your bullshit. I'm not playing your uh, yeah. I'm not playing your reindeer games over here, right? Uh, so good on Maria for doing that. I don't know totally. what it, what it come becomes next week or whatever, but of course the show um, chooses Sydney to stick around because she's now the the rival of Maria. 
Um, and I think he keeps Medina too. So there's going to be something that happens next week with all this bullshit. Wait, we keep Medina? Medina? He, he kept Medina. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Yeah, okay. because you can't you can't have a woman. Well, he kept Sydney. No, you yeah, he saved her to last, but he chose yeah. Medina pretty early. Oh, okay. Um, Fair. It it would have been it they definitely would have drawn attention to the fact that he did let her go after saying I, I feel That's a good old. Point. But, okay. um, but before the rose ceremony, uh we have to we have to summarize the ending of Lauren, the older sister. She she had said earlier that like her thing that she was planning for the cocktail party is that she was gonna kind of reenact the wedding reception and partake in it like she wasn't able to do it on the group day because she was in her feelings and yeah. she's going to have like a reception f- um, for him. And she ordered a red velvet cake, I guess. So they sent like a gopher to get a cake. Yeah. Um, Lauren is like somehow in her feelings again and crying and Joey goes up to her and this wasn't, this wasn't, I don't think scripted or, or set because he goes up to her where there are all these like microphones and gaffers and uh, what grips and and cameras like it's a kind of a behind the scenes yeah. setup there, and he's like, "Hey, I just noticed you're upset. I want to I want to I want to see how you're doing." And she's like, "I'm really upset. This sucks. I think I'm gonna go home." And then yeah. Joey's like, "Yeah, if that's how you feel, you probably <laughs> thinking." He did it. Too. He didn't get her to try to stay. Yeah, yeah. he's like. He's like, thank God, man. But like, but in, in the middle of them them saying goodbye, there's this awkward moment where a producer walks up with a cake that she ordered for this yeah. wedding reception, yeah. and she's like, "I hope it, it better be red velvet." Like, you could tell just how much of a pain in the ass this chick is by it exactly. better be red velvet. And she looks at it and she's like, "Nope, it's not red velvet." And then she gets pissed again. She puts the cake aside. They they hug each other goodbye. She takes a handful of cake, or maybe she just ate directly into the cake, and then threw the cake on the on the driveway dramatically. So um, was it so it was Lauren it on the driveway or was it in the dirt? I couldn't tell, but I was I was feeling was driveway, yeah. I was in my feelings for the for whoever had to clean it up. Yeah, because that's, a, that's some and, bullshit. And I have a feeling somebody. Some gopher had to like go down to uh Thousand Oaks uh yeah. cake and, and get something yeah. really fast and then Albertson's back and, Yeah. Looked like uh, it actually looked like it could have been like a Gelson looked like a pretty decent cake. Could have been a Gelson's or a Pavilions <laughs> situation. Maybe it didn't quite it wasn't quite a Bristol Farm situation. Yeah. But still looked pretty good, right? Yeah. Maybe it was at Ralph's and they could get their Ralph's rewards. Good call. Uh, when they purchased it, but Ralph's know. Ralph's Bakery is kind of bullshit, don't you? Wouldn't you agree? Um, I don't mind g- it. You don't really for a cake. I'm not going to hate on Ralph's. You know, I, I I like Ralph's. I like their fuel points. So yeah, I'm no. not going to I'm not going to hate on them. Interesting. Okay, fair. Um, so roses go out to uh, Ray, Rachel, the Hawaiian that got the first dance of the reception. Yeah. Oh, Lexi has a great I, I need to sidebar about Lexi real fast. This is my kind of humor, and I think that she made a lot of points with Joey. Lexi, who last week told her told him that she loves to golf and she wants him to golf in their foursome. Yep. Um she all she tells him that he, her passion is art. 
and that it, yes. her her art has gotten picked up and like it's it's become kind of a thing like a viral right. thing and it's in museums and yeah. she has him pose for her she's like i just need to i need to finish up on this painting of you and she goes behind the easel and she does some shit and then eventually she turns the uh, the painting over and it's just a stick figure like it's great like a 4 year old does with it with watercolor yeah and i i thought that was like in a show that that totally. utterly lacks imagination with these contestants, I thought that was a really, a, a really kind of uh, fun, imaginative thing to do. Like she yeah. put some thought into it, and he loved it. You could tell. He's like, he's like, I could definitely see why you're in museums. You know, like he, yeah. he he didn't he didn't totally give it, it away, and I like it. That. Was so, funny. Uh, it was like I didn't realize she was the golf chick, but that was very endearing. That is that's the was. kind of thing that would ha- keep me as a man make me interested in her it reminds me of a guy that that went on blind date once and not even not even knowing how the date was going to go he got himself a framed picture of of himself yeah headshot knowing that at some point he's going to give her the framed picture yeah um lexi reminded me of that person that she put a lot of thought into this and it it it, from a like a sense of humor standpoint it it, it hit him the right way so um i thought it was great Um, so Lexi gets a rose, both Kelsey's, uh, one of them's from new Orleans has a really big mouth with a lot of teeth. Um, Jen, the short Asian who wasn't really a figure or wasn't really featured in this episode, but she got a rose. One with no, no, Um, no problem seeing predators. That one. Oh, turns out Evelyn who did the, the long jump dive. Um, She also do- she makes elevated. like denim j- jackets. She made him a denim jacket that he loved. I oh, I, I didn't see that. Yeah. If you go back, some weird uh, Joey-centric denim jacket, and he just loved it. So he had to keep her around. Um, Autumn gets a rose. Medina gets a rose. Uh, Leia, our Asian last week that uh, made that that big gesture of burning up her the date card thing. Yeah. She she didn't know she was going to get through, and she got through. She's um, the bachelorette, by the way. She's the, yeah, uh, that's my prediction. You're still going to go with that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maria, the Canadian, gets sent through. Star with two R's, who hasn't really yeah. had much camera time at all. She got through. Um, little sister Allison got through. Yep. And then our rival Sydney, who's just there to to serve shit up. Now the yeah. the notables that are going home. Remember the uh, the notables. rival of just do, last week. Did you do air quotes on notables? <laughs> yeah, notables. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rival of just last week, Taylor, real bitchy blonde chick. Uh, she didn't get a rose. And then the 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 one that we liked that did the salsa dancing um, from from I think she's from Brooklyn or something. Uh, she got sent home. I forget what her name is. The salsa dancer. Um, yeah. So that's it. I don't know how many we're down to. If it's uh, 18 or 19 you really got to pare these chicks down to get us to get it to to who, the point where we know who's who and like you said uh the foreshadowing or the preview is that maria is gonna have to fight for her life so she's it sounds like the house is gonna turn on maria next week yeah she'll go probably two more episodes Maria, I mean, she could she could go home as early as next week, but they like to keep this drama going unless unless they have a new drama emerge next week, in which case she could go home. But it's There's stupid. always drama around the corner. 
Yeah, that's true. Okay. Great job as always, Jason. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Becker. This has been Bachelor Lifestyle from the BachelorLifestyle.com. Lifestyle.